are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. What is the Lord saying? This is what the Lord downloaded into my heart when I prepared this message. And then while I was preparing this message, I realized that God was speaking something else to me along those lines. What is the Lord saying? And so it's going to be a series, and uh, I'll just let you in on a little secret. The, the next, uh, we're going to be, for the next little while, then we're going to be looking at the seven churches of Revelation. And I don't know, maybe there's some of those that I will include two churches a Sunday, and maybe we'll just have to go with just one church every Sunday until we get it all done. But whatever, whatever, however the Lord leads us in that. But we are going to cover the seven churches of Revelation into what is the Lord saying. And so I want to start off today, Isaiah 43, verse 16. Now, I'm going to give you another surprise. I'm going to be finishing on time. Okay? And... And, and if I am going over, if Effie can't get my attention, she's going to say, time, 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 okay? So if you hear Effie saying that, she's not worshiping the Lord. She's trying to get my attention. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Isaiah 43, 16 to 21. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. And they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. He's talking about the Egyptian army that was was destroyed in the Red Sea, the same sea that the children of Israel walked over on dry land. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people. My chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Now, just in case you think that this is just intended for the children of Israel, let me remind you that 1 Peter 2 and 9 says this about us, the God's people. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood a holy nation, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his glorious light. That's who you and I are. And that's what God wants to do for us, the same as he did for the children of Israel. And he wants to deliver us out of our bondages and bring us into the marvelous light of his gospel. 
It is true that we often exaggerate past positive experiences to a point that the memory of the event is quite different than the initial experience. When we try to recreate the past positive experience, they usually pale in comparison to our memory. In Isaiah 43, 16 to 21 that we read today, God says that he's going to do a new thing. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Not later, but now it springs up. Don't you see it? Do you not see it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Have you ever felt in your Christian experience that you're in a wasteland? Have you ever felt dry and thirsty? Have you ever come to church and felt like you just couldn't get into it? Weighed down by heavy burdens. Maybe it's financial burdens. Maybe it's relationship burdens. Maybe you're having a difficult time as a parent relating to your teenagers. Maybe you're not having a very good time at work. Maybe people that you should be able to rely on are really not working with you. They're working against you. And you bring that sometimes into the church service, and it's very hard to concentrate on God. And then sometimes we neglect to read our Bible, we neglect to pray. We get to church and the old enemy is sitting on our shoulder and he's convinced us that if I raised my hand today, I'd surely be a hypocrite. If I shouted glory, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, I'd probably be struck dead because I'm usually not there six days of the week. But do you know that that's what God wants to hear from you? Do you know that that's what God wants to hear? He wants to hear his children give him worship and praise. We're not telling God how good we are. We're telling him how good we think he is. And that glands his heart. When I say, I need you, Lord. When I say, Lord, I want direction from you. That's what he wants to hear. I want to put emphasis on the new thing this morning. And that's my first point, a new thing. This new thing is not the same old, same old. Those of you who've been Christians for years and seen God move in a certain way, don't expect it to be exactly like that. Let's not put God in a box. 
This is a new generation. The kids of this generation, they can get happy on a worship song that, my, I just can't wait till that's over. But I've discovered over the years that the young people of today want God in their lives and want to experience him in a real spiritual way just like I do. And if their songs are a little different than what I'm used to, that's okay. But I want to let you in on a little secret. I hardly ever hum a hymn anymore. I hardly ever sing a hymn anymore. I'm singing the new songs. It's starting to catch on. And for the longest while, I had this thing, you know, like, don't no, I don't like to see a new song. You know, like, I like something that's familiar. And that song that they sang this morning, man, that is powerful. Let the Holy Spirit direct you and be open to him to say, Lord, I'm just here to get blessed, and I'm here to bless. Just before that announcement of the new thing, there's a brief warning not to glamorize the events from the past and expect that this new thing is going to be just like the thing from before. And God says, to enforce this, in verse 18, he says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Now, it doesn't mean that we're to ignore what God has done in the past. But don't dwell on the past to the fact that those good old days, oh, it's not like it used to be. Folks, the promise from God's word is he's going to do a new thing and it's going to be better than it was before. Those living in exile were doing just that. They were a people delivered out of bondage in Egypt. They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground while their pursuers drowned behind them. They wandered in the wilderness for a generation because they refused to believe that God could take them into the promised land. And they had to go around the mountain again and again and again until all that generation died. They said, our children will die if we go into the promised land. Our children will be slaughtered. There will be nothing left to us. We'll be wiped out. And God said, the very children that you said would be slaughtered, these are the ones that are going to go in and take the land. And so every generation has the responsibility to make up their mind, am I going to follow Jesus or am I going to follow the ways of the world? And the right answer is I'm going to follow Jesus. They received the Ten Commandments and the law of Moses there. Finally, they made it into the promised land 40 years later. They looked back at the events and defined themselves and remembered the glory days. But God is saying, don't remember the glory days to the point that you're longing for them to come back. They'll never come back. But God has something better, more glorious than anything that was on before. 
And all of a sudden, a text message comes in. Uh Uh-oh. And your world is in a turmoil. And if you don't decide right there and then to to look up to God and say, Lord, this is something bigger than me, and I need wisdom, Lord, in what to do and how to do it, you can be in trouble. But if you allow God to take control, you're going to see victory, and you're going to see it a lot sooner than if you start moaning and complaining And saying, Lord, why me? Why me? Why my family? And if you think I'm talking from from my hat, Effie and I had to go through something this past week. But because we took it to God early and waited and listened rather than going off in our own, uh, using our experience and our time on this earth to solve the problem, we sought God. And there's peace in our hearts and in our family because God came through and he gave us a word at the right time for the right situation. And he'll do that for you. He's done it for us over and over and over again. The Bible says that God will never forsake you, never leave you, never forsake you. God's past blessings was a testimony to his faithfulness and his provision. And as the Blue Tree uh, group song that that they recorded, greater things are yet to come and greater things are yet to be done in this city. Folks, I'm not just concerned about Coal Lake Community Church. I'm concerned about Coal Lake Community Church because I love Coal Lake Community Church. I love you all, and I want to see you experiencing everything that God has for you. And I know that if God can stir our hearts and get us to the place that he wants us to be, we are going to be instrumental in touching Coal Lake for the the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Glory days of the past will pale compared to the glory days of the future. God says, I'm about to do a new thing. There's no comparison to what happened in the past to what is possible now. They would return home with a reminder that it wasn't going to be just like before because God would be doing a new thing. He said, I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, and drink to my chosen people. Then he says something that's a little strange. But what I get out of it is this. The wild animals recognize what I'm doing. Isn't that something? The wild animals recognize what I'm doing. Why can't you? I'm doing this for my people. Expect times of refreshing from the hand of the Lord. God is going to bless his people once more. He wants to bless me and he wants to bless you. He wants to bless us corporately. He wants us to leave every time we come into, this is our our filling station. Think of yourself as a car, okay? 
Think of yourself as a Rolls Royce. Not something, not a used car. Something that's new and shiny. Something that's powerful. You step on the gas and boom, you're up there. Amen? He wants to bless us. And he wants to make us a blessing. He wants to speak to us of revival, renewal, refreshing. I bet if I were asked, asked for a show of hands, asked, how many people feel that you are just on top notch? You're right there. You've arrived. Not too many hands would go up. You know something? God wants us to be that way. It is God doing what God does when he does it, when he does a new thing. There's a change that's taking place. There's a sense in the atmosphere that God is about to do some changing, make some changes, changing hearts and lives, turn our communities upside down. Are you ready to experience the new thing that God is wanting to do? Amen? It isn't a question of when God is going to do it. God has been doing new things. He always does new things. God is doing new things now, right now. And he's going to continue to do new things. And those who make themselves available and say, Lord, I want to get in on this new thing, God is going to include you. But there's got to be more than a desire to want God to do a new thing in your life. You've got to let him. You've got to say, Lord, what is it that I can do? What changes must I make in my life? And I, I'm going to tell you, you know, like, we all have different roles. And we play out those roles, and, and a lot of times we do not conform to what we should in God's plan in the roles that we're given. I know because I've, I've fallen short of that so many times. What do you long to see God do in your life? And what are you doing about it? Why not stop thinking about it and start praying about it and say, Lord, let me hear your voice. That's what I'm praying now. Lord, let me hear your voice. I want to hear what you're saying to your people. I want to hear what you're saying to your church. I want to hear what you're saying to me. You see, I can't lead you any further than I have gone myself. And my, my desire is, Lord, you speak into my heart. You download into my spirit. And what you download to me, I will share with the people. And so if we adhere to that, we'll all grow together. We'll all get to that place together where God wants us to be. And we'll quickly go from being a religious people to a relationship people. 
Secondly, I see this as a, a prophetic word to Israel, and yet it's a prophetic word to us as well. God is saying, I'm going to do a new thing. Now, there has been many confirmations that God is going to do a new thing. You may think that, you know, you're the only one that senses that God is up to something. But you get talking to another Christian, and they'll confirm with you, I feel the same way. God is up to something. Well, the good news is he's always been up to something. But we haven't been willing to stop long enough to listen. I want to share with you some prophetic words that has been spoken over me in the last, this month. I'll start first with our SWAT team on, uh, that's our prayer, uh, a prayer, uh, intercessory prayer meeting team. And uh, February the 2nd, 2016, we met here at the church and we were in this room. Okay. And these are some things that were shared with me, prophetic words that our, that our, our, our intercessory team felt to share with me. One is big shoes, the size of Noah's ark. Hayward is inside with Effie beside him. 14, no, 14, uh, 18 years ago, I stood at the, at the front of a church in Edmonton, and a, and a prophet of God spoke into mine and Effie's life. And he looked at me and he said, your shoes are too small for you. He said, your clothes is too small for you. God is expanding your ministry. And of course, being the spiritual man that I am, I assumed what God was going to do. It didn't happen until I saw the beginning of it five years later when I came dragging my heels to Coal Lake and became the lead pastor of Coal Lake Community Church. But now this prophecy says, I've got big shoes the size of Noah's Ark. I've got some growing to do. And it's up to me to fill those shoes. It's up to me to do what God wants me to do so I can fit in to the plan that God has for me. New intercession. Apostolic and governmental authority. Another one is we hold your hands and arms up. Another one is divine health. Man, I'm, if I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a living testimony to somebody walking in divine health. A year ago, I just about one foot in the grave, believing God every day that he would take me out of this situation thinking that I was going to have to, to retire permanently from ministry because I, I, I couldn't even 
plan to, to make an appointment for a person that was going to be probably in the evening coming off work and needing to see a pastor because I didn't know if I was going to be strong enough to do it at that hour of the evening. God miraculously gave me, gave me a, a man of the profession, a, a specialist, pinpointed the problem and, 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 and diagnosed the problem and gave me the, the, the prescription that I needed. And today I'm healthy and strong. Man, I feel just as strong and just as healthy and just as vigorous today as the first day I came into Coal Lake. That's a miracle of God. And he will keep me strong and healthy as long as he wants me to do this work. Another one said, God is smiling, thanking you for loving my children. Another one said, the Lord will blow in new life and fresh fire. I like that. The Lord will blow in new life and fresh fire. Another one said, we're gaining momentum. We're going to gain momentum. We're going to go from glory to glory. We're going to see God do great things. We're going to see God touch lives. We're going to see God touch families. We're going to see things happen that in the natural, it could never happen. But with God, all things are possible. Another one said, no fear. You're protected. There's no need to fear. Another one said, new waters, new depth. Oh, I like that new. That's the new thing of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Then we went to, to uh, the minister's gathering in Banff, uh, February the 9th, 2016. It was a tremendous time. It was tailor-made for Hayward Eastman. God had my number even before I got there. Amen? And after the message was preached on that first day, the Lord used the speaker. He said, I'm going to do something different. I want you to get together in groups, maybe four, five, whatever. And I want you to start praying for one another. This is all ministers now. And he said, I want you to start praying for one another, and I want you to start prophesying to one another. And here's the prophecies that came to me. Out of the four people that I met, we were five together with myself, out of the four people that I was with, there was one man who knew me. I've know him, known him for years. And he said, another thing, I hadn't spoken to any of them at, at, when I got at the conference and, uh, at, at the uh, gathering. And uh, three of them didn't know me at all, and I don't know them. I don't even know their names. But the first man said, God wants to give you strength to stand in the gap. New fire is going to come out of you. 
And I sense that. I feel that. That's a confirmation already. Another one said, nothing is finished in your church. The people will be ignited. And that was the theme of our, of our gathering, ignited. Another one said, there is a wind coming from above into your area. It is bringing you fresh winds, winds of refreshing, and you will carry that refreshing spirit. That's what I want to happen. I want us to carry that refreshing spirit wherever we go, into the marketplace, into the workplace, that our peers will see and sense the power and the presence of God. Another one said, I feel, I see a great falls. It's coming into a river, and this river will wash and refresh. And listen to this one. The same man that spoke the first word said to me then, two individuals in your church who have been sidelined will come out of the woodwork They will take, they will take their, their appointed place in the revitalization of the Lord's work there. Man, that struck my heart. And I got a feeling that even as I have spoke this prophetic word that was spoken to me, there's someone in this room right now can say, Lord, that's me. I want you to hold on to what God is speaking to your heart and into your life. Don't count yourself out. Believe God to use you mightily and don't be afraid. And also, Thirdly, I see a clear vision. He said, see, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Don't you perceive it? Don't you see it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He's making a way. He's preparing the way. He's got it already prepared. And he's saying, this is the way. Walk in it. And this morning, I believe you're hearing the Spirit of God speak to your spirit. And you're saying, that's right. God is speaking to me. I sense that. There's a cry in my heart. There's a desire in my heart. I want to see people turn to God. I want to be influential in their lives. Every spiritually in tune believer is catching the vision. God is doing a new thing. We're coming alive. We're turning to God in repentance. We cry with the psalmist, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me 
and lead me into everla- in your everlasting way. It's a cry of the heart of God's people. We don't need anyone to tell us how bad we are. We don't need anyone to tell us how much we've failed, how far we've drifted away from him. We know. I know who I am. I've got to be careful all the time not to try to put myself any higher in your eyes than I really am. I'm just the man just like you guys. I started off working lobster fishing with my grandfather after I left school. I was a lumberjack for seven years. I worked in construction for seven years. I worked in the oil business in Fort McMurray for seven years, all sevens. I've been in the ministry for 30 years. And those 30 years have been the most glorious times of my life. Because one day I said yes to God. I remember leaving Sin Crude with my, what do you call it, RO? What's it called? ROE in my hand driving back down the road to my home and saying, Lord, now it's just you and I. I just said no to a beautiful pension plan. In fact, I, I went to Bible college three years. If I had stayed three years longer in the oil industry, I would have had a nice pension. But I said no to that. And I said, Lord... Now it's you and me. And all of the plans that I had before that, I just forgot all about that. And God became the focal point of my life. And I'm not sorry a day. I'm still enjoying it. Still thrilled at what God is doing. I'm going to try to close right quick here now. As I sat at my desk last Thursday, that's two Thursdays ago now, last Thursday morning, trying to decide which item on my to-do list to tackle first. I was just starting to take over from Pastor Lance and trying to get a to-do list together. I heard the Lord speaking to my spirit, you need to pray. Now, you got to know the kind of a person I am. I just, I get at something, and I got to keep at that until it's done. If I put it off, I'll put it off and put it off and put it off. I can, I can be a good procrastinator. So, I listened to what the Lord was saying. I put on some soaking music and began to pray. And in his presence, God began to download into my spirit. And I picked up a notepad, and for the first time in a long time, 
I began to jot down some things that the Lord was saying so I wouldn't forget it because it definitely had to go on my to-do list. About this time, Effie joined me, and we had a Holy Ghost prayer meeting right there in our living room. As we were praying together, the Lord showed me that I'm not alone in my desire to see a transformation take place in Colette Community Church. There in prayer, with my eyes closed and tears streaming down my face, I saw you, this congregation. Your eyes were turned to, to the Lord. Your faces turned to heaven. Tears of repentance were flowing. And I wept. I wept along with you as the Lord allowed me to feel and sense what you were experiencing. And it was the same desire, the same thing that I was experiencing, that the God, God was showing me. I know for certain that God has an awesome plan for Coal Lake. And I know that you and I are included in that plan. But all we need to do is make some changes to fit into this plan. Seasoned Christians need to know, you know what you have to do. You're not in this church to be fed. You've already been fed. You've had some good pastors and some good teachers over the years that has poured into your life. It's time to start feeding the hungry. Young Christians, your strength and vitality and zeal is needed to influence this generation. It's time to roll up your sleeves and get busy for the Lord. Prodigal sons and daughters, you who have known God and have drifted away, he's calling you back. He's saying, come home. If you've been just sitting on the fence, if you've just been carelessly doing your own thing, it's time to come home. God wants you. God needs you in this army. Paul said in Philippians 1.6, being confident of this one thing, he who has begun a good work will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's begun a good work in you, and he wants to complete it. Will you let him? Will you let him? My time is gone, and I'm not going to do the conclusion, because that's another... <laughs> It's another 15, 20 minutes. I hope you've got my heart today. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. And it's about what you and I will do for Jesus. It's so easy in this day and age to get into a rut where God is not the most important person in our lives. 
His work is not the most important thing on our agenda. We've got to get out of that rut, folks. We've got to decide in our heart what we're going to do and go all out for him. Listen. God dearly loves Coal Lake and the Lakeland area. And if the church don't reach out to probably 15, 20, 30,000, I don't know, who don't go to any church on a Sunday, no one else will. We are the ones that God's depending on. This is why God allowed us to be situated in a, in a place like we are right now. Can you imagine owning a building like this? We own it. We don't have a mortgage to pay every month. This is our Facility. What an awesome thing that is. God has allowed us to have the top quality sound system. I've been to other churches bigger than this one. And their, their, their sound and their worship team sounds amateurs because... They don't have the equipment that we have. God didn't give us these things so that we could brag about it. It's tools that he has put in our hands so that we can do the work of the kingdom. The tremendous uh, worship team that we have, the people that are available to come on the worship team and to worship God and to lead us into that place where we can sense his power and his presence. The tremendous team that we have in doing ministry while we are enjoying his presence here, back there in those rooms, there are people that are dedicating their lives to serving children, bringing up the next generation so that, blue, uh, that youth pastors like Ernie can have somebody with a foundation when they come to youth group. Already they're established in the word of God. And they know Jesus. And so when young people come in from the street, they come into an atmosphere where this is what is expected, and this is what goes on in this place. Heavenly Father, I know, I know, Lord, that you've got something special that you want to do here. And I don't want to infringe on time, but can we do this? Everyone who says, Pastor, I sense that God is doing something in my life. I feel a stirring in my heart. And I want to do my part, whatever that may be. Now listen to me.
this is serious. Whatever that may be, Lord, I'll do it. But I'm ready for service. Will you stand all over the building? If you're willing, I know one person who would be standing on her head if she could. <laughs> Sister Irene Exani, I'm going to tell you, not a better saint in all God's kingdom. God has blessed her. She's still a great prayer warrior. But folks, listen. This is what it's all about. I want us to go from this place today feeling and sensing that they, we have met with God, that God has downloaded a message into our hearts that we're not going to let go. We're going to say, Lord, this is it. I'm drawing the line in the sand, and this is it. I'm not going back. I'm going to do what you want me to do. So, Heavenly Father, you see our commitment. You see our resolve. This is powerful. Every one of us, we know our own hearts, but we're saying, Lord, you search my heart. You seek me out. You search my heart. Show me any changes that I need to make. I want to walk in your ways, and I want to serve you well, represent you well. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church a place where families come together.